0: I mean, when I think word salad in the 1980s, I think Ronald Reagan. (laughs) 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 Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lyrics for Lunch. The show that you should be listening to in the eye of a hurricane instead of listening to yourself burn.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll give you that one.
0: And it's topical because there's a hurricane coming.
1: There is a hurricane headed straight for my Florida house and my dad.
0: Dope. I like that you (laughs) led with Florida house and not father. (laughs) I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm one of the two hosts of this show. We do deep dives into famous songs and the stories behind them and the bands that sing them. You might not know. I am joined this and every week by just the just the coolest cucumber on the block, <laughs> Leonard Bernstein.
1: <laughs> Lenny B. Be. LB. That's me. LB. What up? Lindsay Tucker here. Lindsay.
0: Bucker. Buckingham. Lindsay Buckingham.
1: Yep. Lester Bangs.
0: Ha, 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 Lester <laughs> Bangs. Lenny Bruce. Um, how are you doing, Lindsay?
1: I'm doing fine, other than the fact that a hurricane is you, headed straight for my home and my fine. family. I feel fine. <laughs>
0: um, I wonder if the audience has figured out what the <laughs> fuck we're doing. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are um, you? I'm, I'm fine. Stressy, depressy, as usual. Oh, my God. And uh, so, yep.
1: What are we talking about this week?
0: Well, we're today this week. We're talking about it being the end of the world as we know it, and feeling kind of fine about it. Um, but before we do that, a little trip to the mailbag. We have some listener feedback from um, Amanda Kramers on Twitter, who says, "I might regret this by the end of the episode, but Amanda loves music again. The Cure and Teenage <laughs> Dirtbag both rule. Fact." Here we go. We did did it, Amanda. We made you, we taught you how to love again.
1: (laughs) We knew it was possible.
0: And uh, JM Durrett on Twitter asks us if we are familiar with the teenage dirtbag version in The Girl from Plainville, which is an acoustic choral version. Um, Nope. I I am (laughs) unfamiliar with that, but I'll listen to it because it sounds great. Teenage dirtbag rules best song ever. So what are we talking about today, Lindsay?
1: Today we are talking about the song "It's the End of the World as We Know It" and "I Feel Fine" by R.E.M.
0: Why would we be talking about this? Why? Why? What made you think of going to this song, per (laughs) per se?
1: Um, you know, just like the state of uh, my everyday as I live and breathe.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. How about you? Yeah. Fact. It it does feel like the things that we are ex- like the 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 normal everyday goods and services that we expect in our world are just like starting to disappear and 100% but they're, but they're disappearing like slowly enough for us to not like do a revolution Have about a riot. it. riot? Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, it feels like we're just we just we just lost it. It's it's over. The game is already over and we didn't realize that we already lost. So I talked to my my mom a couple times a week And up until this week, it's I've always been like, mom, society's collapsing. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like being very optimistic about it. And like, we just have to vote or, you know, whatever the fuck she says. And uh, and today I'm like, yeah, it's really it's all just falling apart. She's like, yeah, well, I'll let you get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. Sorry. Okay. go go for it.
1: Shoshana. She's no longer wearing a full armor face protection Uh, no
0: no she's no longer wearing full full face shield that was also that was in (laughs) 2020 give her a break (laughs) she was right
1: she was right all right uh okay so rem was an alternative rock band from athens georgia they formed in 1980 before we were even born speak for yourself the band consisted of drummer Bill Berry, guitarist Peter Buck, bassist Mike Mills, and lead vocalist Michael Stipe, who we'll mostly be hearing from today because he wrote the song of the hour, It's the End of the World As We Know It, and I Feel Fine.
0: For a deep, for like, if you want a little bit more background on REM history, I'm sure we'll do some more today, but if you want to, to dig a little deeper, we did an episode on their song, What's the Frequency, Kenneth? So we'll try not to repeat ourselves too much this episode.
1: I went back to that episode, and you like literally told us nothing about.
0: Fuck book. yeah, good job, Aviv. <laughs> All right, so Aviv in the future, cut that out.
1: <laughs> okay, so REM was one of the first alternative rock bands, and they became known for Buck's arpeggiated guitar style and Stipe's distinctive vocal quality and their often obscure lyrics.
0: Sure. <laughs> first Pause alternative.
1: For Aviv response.
0: Yeah, first. <laughs> Is that in your notes? First no. alternative rock rock band is interesting because it's like
1: one of the first i said one of one of
0: it's just it's just interesting to imagine a time when alternative rock just like didn't exist and someone was like you know that new sound you've been looking for listen to this and it's rem (laughs) it's just like kind of laid back rock and roll rem
1: yeah to me it's kind of just a real product of the patriarchy right it's just like some real some some dudes doing their thing and that's fine everyone should be able to do their thing but the fact that we had so many bands that just kind of exploded that were like it's alternative rock
0: yeah 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 oh we don't really know how to classify this but we are going to give them a record deal yeah um, yeah, I mean, I say this a lot that it was very easy to get a record deal in the '60s, and it feels like in the '90s we were we were just like handing them out hand over fist. And like Any not the grungy say that, dudes. Yeah, not to say that <laughs> REM weren't good, but no, like, no, they are. But like, yeah, are they like? D- uh, this is yeah. This gets to the heart of the matter, which is like I can't imagine anyone hearing REM for the first time and going like, I must sign you.
1: Yeah, platinum record deal.
0: <laughs> Your white caveman <laughs> painted on walls. <laughs>
1: all i see is dollar signs but it is true that Stipe had a distinctive vocal quality very true
0: and i think the fact that they came out of georgia is not insignificant right they're like southern which is like kind of a different flair without being country
1: sure yeah they were all students at university of georgia which is in athens so you know that makes sense um and from uh, the band's inception they slanted toward the political with their lyrics, and they were often critical of the current state of affairs, especially in America. Sure. Just like us.
0: No. <laughs> us? You and me? That.
1: Me? You? Who? Him? They were vocal about current affairs and especially the Reagan administration, which we're gonna talk about later. And according to music YouTuber Polyphonic, their 1991 album, Out of Time, even included postcards addressed to senators to try and create more voting accessibility.
0: So, let me let me get this straight. You would buy the album and there would be a like a pre-written postcard to a senator in the album that you could like fill in and mail out.
1: That's my understanding. Yes. That is
0: okay. That's pretty cool. I Already think that that's addressed. like a, an interesting tactic yeah that like doesn't work anymore but i i suppose it's like similar <laughs> to like an artist putting like a forum on their instagram or something and be like copy and paste this and send it to your senator sure yeah
1: but this is yeah
0: this was in uh, the 80s so this is
1: even more of a call yeah and i wish we had more like i wish we had more tangible means
0: well so this, i think and this is the this is the the, the 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 internet age in a nutshell is like there's no such thing as anything tangible anymore. Right, you listeners are listening to this in an intangible form. <laughs> if you want a cassette tape of this episode, mail three dollars <laughs> to yeah. he'll
1: make one for you. Uh, okay, so this is from American Songwriter More than just a sulky college rock quartet, rem were post punk pagan priests enchanting a generation stuck somewhere between the disillusion of gritty punk and the emergence of poppy new wave, <sighs> instrumental. <laughs> in the creation of alternative rock scene in the late '80s and early '90s, REM blazed the trail. They helped disenfranchise punks everywhere escape into music, inspiring once fledging bands like Nirvana, Radiohead, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, and Collective Soul to pursue a sound that betrayed all things mainstream.
0: I feel like some of that is your is your performance of this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like at the beginning, I was like, "Fuck this douchebag," and then, and then as you were reading, I was like, "This sounds normal." You're just saying it, like, on a soapbox.
1: <laughs> Come on, give. I gotta take my kicks where I can.
0: No, no, no. I th- but I think you're right. I think the first couple sentences are like, "Shut, shut up." <laughs> a band can just be uh, like good.
1: Yeah, they're good. <laughs> period. Good. Full stop. Hey. 1987's it's the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine comes from rem's fifth studio album document which was released with irs records in september of that year document was rem's breakthrough album the first single was the one i love you know that one
0: yeah it's that's a song, song with no chorus or only choruses the one I love. It's three choruses and that's it
1: Hi-ya. uh so that song charted in the top 20 in the us uk and canada then The End of the World as We Know It was a second single. It was not as popular as the song with only the chorus. Uh, but I can't imagine why. <laughs> a song <laughs>
0: that's infinitely sing-alongable versus the song, which is just a bunch of gibberish words.
1: Word salad. Uh, so, but it did go to number 69 on the Hot 100. Nice. And by January 1988, Document had become R.E.M.'s first album to sell a million copies. One million copies. <laughs> In light of such breakthrough, uh, the December 1987 cover of Rolling Stone declared R.E.M. America's best rock and roll band. Okay. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So 1987 saw classic album releases from Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, U2, Whitesnake, Anthrax, Heart, Motley Crue, The Replacements, and more. That is from loudersound.com. sound.com.
0: Sure. So like yeah comparing document to like appetite for destruction the first guns N' roses album that's like oh shut up guys App- appetite for destruction is so much better And that's at, granted really,
1: That's not really my kind of music so I'm just going to let you comment on that It's
0: just it's just it's just better it's just you know Axel Rose is like 23 high on cocaine just like shrieking I don't know. I I, I think it is kind of apples to oranges, which is maybe why they invented that alternative rock subgenre. Sure. But Mm -hmm. like calling them America's best rock band is bold.
1: It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine morphed out of a song called PSA that Stipe wrote in 1985 as a response to the American media and the Reagan presidency. Okay. The song was made into a demo that never made it onto an album until 2003 when it was released with, under the title Bad Day as part of a Greatest Hits compilation. So I'm going to send you the demo because the uh, the iteration that ended up on the album is a little less... Uh, the delivery is not... You can't see the clear as clear of a line from PSA to End of the World as we know it
0: so okay so PSA became end of the world but it also became bad day like like a a better recorded version of bad day
1: yes so I I think it's like the inception the idea for the song started out is this other song PSA and then Mm -hmm. instead Stipe writes end of the world as we know it and then PSA is just like oh that was like an earlier version if you will but it
0: and but but the this this two thousand three release of Bad Day slash PSA was not the demo version. They like re recorded it. Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> Just the intro. I, I hear it now.
1: Dare I say many R.E.M. songs sound the same? Yeah. If I heard this, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's End of the World as we know it. But yeah. sure, there's some similarities. There's
0: definitely some. It feels like it could be the same album.
1: Yeah. What you also heard on that song was kind of that harmonica, which was a little bit reminiscent of Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan also inspired the stream of conscious flow of the lyrical delivery for end of the world yeah that song was heavily influenced uh, by uh bob dylan's 1965 subterranean homesick blues i
0: was yes so to me this sits squarely between subterranean homesick blues and we didn't start the fire
1: so we didn't start the fire came out after this and um, what yes Wait, two years later,
0: we didn't start. The fire came out after it's the end of the world as we know it.
1: Yeah. So when this song came out, it was the delivery was pretty unique, uh, as you know, and the the words like rhyme in weird places, right. and that wasn't something that people were used to hearing, especially in
0: like on pop the radio. Music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think this song kind of proved that there was a market for that because a it's lasting popularity, and then b it spawned we didn't start the fire
0: holy fucking shit that is that is blowing my mind right now <laughs> is because to me billy joel like if you just com- put billy joel next to rem i think every single rem song ever came out after every single billy joel song ever <laughs> they're just like different eras to me
1: yeah i can t- i know what you mean but you're wrong fuck so we're gonna look take a look at subterranean homesick blues
0: which is a great song Sam Peckinpah music video. Incredible. John is in a basement mixing up the medicine. So, not only was this song hugely influential, this music video was hugely influential. It's just Bob Dylan holding up those signs in an alleyway.
1: Of the lyrics.
0: Yeah. If you if you like close your eyes and picture Bob Dylan, this is likely what you picture.
1: Yeah. He looks so young, and his voice doesn't match.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like a put on.
1: His old voice.
0: His whole voice, because he does a whole album that doesn't sound like that. So this is from the corrections department slash a little bit of mailbag. This is from Sky Mazeroski. Uh, I had mentioned in our the weight episode that Bob Dylan had cocaine all over his nose in the um, in the last waltz, and they had to like digitally remove it.
1: You would say that
0: I did. I did say that. <laughs> Turns out that's not correct. It was Neil Young who had the cocaine notes
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: had to be digitally removed. So thank you, Sky. Sky is a member of that. Was a member of that band, Forrest Henderson, that we went out on that day. So I trust his his guidance on knowing the last waltz. And he says he's been listening for a while now, and Lindsay is great.
1: <laughs> he said that. Yeah, <laughs> Sky. Right back at you.
0: There you go. So thanks, Guy.
1: <laughs> oh, well, let's move on. Wait, we can just bask in my compliment because I feel like a lot of our listeners are like little Aviv fans because they come from SVU
0: <laughs> or because I'm great.
1: I mean, you're okay. <sighs> <laughs> oh, fun little fact Stipe once imitated Bob Dylan in a low budget film called Just Like a Movie.
0: Which was a <laughs> play
1: on the Dylan song, just like a woman
0: uh, do we have a trailer?
1: uh we have a cut from the film
0: f- like from a the clip
1: exact part a clip I know words
0: <laughs> I do I do words <laughs> so this is Michael Stipe from REM in just like a movie where he's doing he's like doing a Bob Dylan impression
1: he's playing Bob Dylan he's playing
0: the character of Bob Dylan. Here we go. This was shot on like a fucking hand crank Bolex camera.
1: Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I feel. horrible Bob Dylan impression
0: yeah so clearly <laughs> and like this is the sound isn't synced right so it's just like someone singing and playing the guitar over footage of Michael Stipe singing and playing the guitar but I, it, this doesn't sound like his voice even
1: yeah I think it is
0: I think you might be right actually
1: it definitely is
0: it sounds completely different it's also weird that he has hair
1: But Pale Blue Eyes is written by Lou Reed.
0: True. And he's playing the character of Bob Dylan. Listen, don't ask. It's just a bunch of friends doing something for create the sake of creativity and love. <laughs> and fun.
1: All right. Well, there you go, kids.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I really regret asking for that. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, back to Under the World as you know it, and we feel fine. Um, Stipe said that he wrote the lyrics while the other guys were out to dinner.
0: Uh, all of them? How long is this fucking Legendally, dinner? It was
1: pretty much done by the time they got back, and Peter hated it.
0: Yeah, I would listen if I'm if if I'm if okay if I'm Peter Buck and I'm like okay I'll be back I'm going to get some tacos and I come back and Michael's like I wrote this poem. <laughs>
1: Breathing down your neck. It's (laughs) it's a
0: (laughs) a thousand (laughs) words. We're going to do it in two and a half minutes. Here we go. Five, six, seven, eight.
1: So a little bit about this kid that we see, okay. his name's Noah Ray, Okay. and he said about the making of the video, I was a poor white trash kid in high school and all of a sudden I had more popularity than the popular kids. Popular kids don't like to lose their popularity, especially to white trashy kids, so it made my life rough.
0: I like the kid that played Forrest Gump had a similar issue.
1: Isn't he from Thunder Alley?
0: No, he's from Alabama. Oh,
1: Thunder Alley the show.
0: Thunder Alley? What is the sh- Thunder Alley the show, TV series? No, 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 no. no. Not um, not Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. The thing that everyone remembers Haley Joel Osment from, Thunder Alley and not The Sixth Sense. <laughs> well, I...
1: Oh like yeah, 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 Thunder Alley was like his breakout. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You've heard it. You know Haley Joel Osment, the kid from Thunder Alley.
1: <laughs> what the fuck is
0: wrong with you?
1: <laughs> well, he's also the kid in Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was referring to the young Forrest, not Forrest's son. Okay. Like, young Forrest, when he's growing up in Alabama, is this kid named Connor. And they, like, modeled... Forrest's voice after him and it like ruined his whole life. No Yeah, he joined the army.
1: Awful. Leonard Bernstein, Leon Mad Grassnap, Lenny Brush and Lester
0: Banks, birthday party, cheesecake,
1: jelly, beef, boom, symbiotic, patriotic, slam button.
0: It's the end
1: It's the End of the World as We Know It came from? No. Think harder.
0: Think harder. It's the End of the World as We Know It. It's like a n- nuclear bomb reference? Is it a movie reference?
1: Yes. Oh. It's both of those things, I think, personally, but it came from a movie.
0: It came from a movie? Is it Dr. Strangelove?
1: Nope. It's the 1972 film Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Fuck yeah! <laughs>
0: I love all the Planet of the Apes movies. I don't I know, know that you. that's That one's not one of my favorites, if you can believe it. Because <laughs> um, that's the fourth one. There's okay. Planet Beneath Escape Conquest Battle, I think. But yeah, I watched them all in one day once when I had the flu when I was like a little kid. So it didn't didn't stick.
1: <laughs> well, the line was, if we lose this battle, that's the end of the world as we know it. Pretty good. Okay, so Stipe said that the lyrics are mostly inspired by his dreams. He often dreamt of apocalyptic end of the world scenes, like the eye of the hurricane, buildings crumbling, you know. Yeah. I dream a lot about plane crashes. Really? Yeah.
0: I guess I dreamt the other day that I got hit by a truck, so I can't can't really speak. But yeah, I guess apocalyptic dreams is good is good <laughs> is good is 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 a normal thing i guess Dreams, good <laughs> no i just i just mean like oh that like maybe you should get checked out michael
1: oh yeah no i mean i think it's pretty normal especially when you're living i feel like it was like the nuclear clock was inching mm-hmm. towards midnight yeah in 1992 stipe said the words come from everywhere i'm extremely aware of everything around me whether i am in a sleeping state awake dream state or just in the day-to-day life there's a part in It's the end of the world as we know it. That came from a dream where I was at Lester Bang's birthday party, and I was the only person there whose initials weren't LB.
0: Uh huh. Okay. So now we got to do it.
1: There was Lenny Bruce,
0: Leonid Brezhnev. Yes. Thank you.
1: Leonid Brezhnev, Leonard Bernstein. So that ended up in the song, along with a lot of stuff I'd seen when I was flipping TV channels. It's a collection of streams of
0: consciousness. I call extreme bullshit on this.
1: The, the I, LB dream.
0: The LB dream. I think that he may have had a dream with Lester Bangs, but like, the, it takes so much cognitive processing to be like, everyone at this party is Nick is initials LB. Like that part of your brain isn't active while you're sleeping. It's just like coming up with random shit that you're putting together for meaning in your head, right? But maybe like,
1: all those people were there in the dream. And then when he woke up, he was like, oh, those are all LBs.
0: Yeah. It just feels like, I don't know if, 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 if that smells, that smells a little bit.
1: Well, Peter Buck might agree with you. He wrote in the liner notes for part lies, part heart, part truth, part garbage, which was in an, another greatest hits. Okay. Compilation. Sure. Uh, he said that him and Stipe went to a party at a journalist's house in 1980 where they when they first came to New York. Quote, the guys from Joe King, Carrasco, and Lester Bangs were there, and all they had was birthday cake and jelly beans, and we were starving and ate that, a random story that popped into a song eight years later.
0: Birthday cake, jelly beans, Leonard Bernstein.
1: <laughs> at the time, I was really proud of that song. So oh, it, bu- it says it.
0: Birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean.
1: Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> So, if Buck did, in fact, hate the song when he was first introduced to it, now he's saying he's really proud of it at the time. I guess when it came out.
0: I guess. Okay. Should we do a dramatic reading?
1: We will do a dramatic reading. Yes.
0: Fuck yeah. Okay. Here we go. That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, an airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself churn, which I got wrong earlier. World serves its own needs. Don't miss serve your own needs. Feeding off an ox speak grunt no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with the fear flight down height. Wire in a fight down height. Oh, fear fight down height. Wire in a fire representing seven games and government for hire and a combat site. Left of west and coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down your neck i keep keep going don't i team by team reporters baffled trumped tethered cropped look at at that low playing fine then Uh uh-oh overflow population common food but it'll do save yourself serve yourself world serves its own needs listen to your heart bleed Dummy with the rapture. Dummy with the rapture and the revered in the right, right. You vitriolic, patriotic, slam, fight, bright, light, feeling pretty Pretty psyched. psyched. Holy shit. So, yeah. So so I go back to like Peter Buck with like a Taco Bell bag. And Michael Stipe's like, Peter, sit down. I just wrote the greatest song.
1: (laughs) Thoughts? Any other thoughts?
0: Of this? Yeah, it feels kind of like word salad, right? Like it's all it's it's if Bob Dylan was the like um, the kind of uh, representational art, he would like tell you the story of the hurricane and he would tell you the story of uh, patio Daniel and uh, and whatever else. Right. This feels very much like the impressionism where they're just like vibes. Right. They're just giving you feelings.
1: Sure. Which
0: is cool i guess i mean i think it they're uniquely good at it and like there are many bands who try to do this and like this fake deep thing that doesn't work at all
1: before we go into verse two we're going to do a little bit contextualization of these word salads that we're discussing so okay and then we're going to look at some you uh some reddit comments reddit
0: theories good (laughs) oh good
1: uh well all right so as we've already kind of alluded to this song was written during the second half of the cold war sure and it's the reagan era
0: fuck ronald Re- as always fuck ronald reagan
1: <laughs> and this it's only a year after the iran contra arms deal was reported then it leads to the investigation it finds that reagan broke the arms embargo made a secret deal to exchange weapons for hostages you know the story. oh, but how did
0: he? how did he pay for those weapons?
1: Well, the government allocated thirty million for weapons to be sent to Iran, but eighteen million of it was actually funneled to the anti-communist group, the Contras in Nicaragua, who are fighting the Cuban- backed communist group, the Sandanitas.
0: which is a good uh, good good clash song. They also sold drugs. They sold cocaine. oh yeah,
1: they were cocaine fully cocaine funded.
0: <laughs> so um you know, good job, everyone.
1: Yeah. so in May of eighty seven, That's when the 41 days of televised hearings start, which ultimately a bunch of government officials were all found guilty, except for Reagan. Weird. Uh, So this is just one of the international incidents that I feel is part of the snowball.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think word salad of the 1980s, I think Ronald Reagan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anything else you want to add about Cold War 80s, your favorite word salad, Ronald Reagan?
0: um yeah he was the worst the devil um he basically created every problem that we have right now and i fucking hate him and i'm glad he's dead
1: great so
0: government for hire in a combat site kind of jumps out at me (laughs) if i'm I'm being honest (laughs) doesn't it yeah right so so what are we so what are we thinking like this is this could be kind of a, a weird like almost google translate word salad of of like that sentiment of like of like Ronald Reagan, right? Left of the West and coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down your neck. Team by team, reporters baffled, trumped, tethered, cropped. L- look at the that low playing fine then. Uh-oh, overflow, population, common food. <laughs> yeah. So so there is there is like a little bit of capitalism sprinkled in there, a little bit of of government overreach in there, a little bit of like overpopulation. Uh oh, we're running After out of food. West, like communism. Yeah. Yeah. The, the left of West is like what, like Western Europe or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot. There, there is a lot in there, but it. I, w- I wish that it was like a little bit more linear so I could be like, yeah, man, <laughs> preach.
1: Well, um, here's what. <sighs> Hymen
0: Remover 1 on Reddit says. Yes,
1: exactly. Hymen Remover 1 uh, says, pretty sure. Wait, wait,
0: wait. What is this this real? It's (laughs) please, it's not Hymen Remover 1.
1: (laughs) It's H I M E J I Rocks.
0: Himaji Rocks? Whatever. Okay, great.
1: All right. So, pretty sure this is about nuclear war. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Parentheses bomb, birds and snakes and airplane.
0: Great. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Hissing
1: of missiles dropping, and Lenny yeah. Bruce is not afraid. Parentheses the guy who won the landmark trial for freedom of speech, so America is not afraid.
0: That I that's a little that's much because I don't think Lenny Bruce ever represented America.
1: I always thought the lyric was Lenny Bruce is not a brain.
0: <laughs> and you and you and you <laughs> made fun of me. For thinking the one one that makes me (laughs) scream, she's sick.
1: Well, that's just fucking weird.
0: Letty Bruce is not a brain.
1: Everything in this song is weird. So that makes more sense.
0: (laughs) Mm, Skeptical.
1: I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Churn parentheses. You know, this is this guy's note. Here here comes the
0: mushroom cloud.
1: World serves its own needs, meaning nobody knew it would be. Nobody knew who would be on whose side when the fighting started. I don't. Okay.
0: Or, or just like everyone's like scrambling. Right? It's like
1: all everyone for themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every man for themselves. Right.
1: Feed it off an oxbeak grunt. No. He wrote, don't know why, but this made me imagine ham radio users.
0: Okay. Well, cool. Uh, good job.
1: Strength, no ladder, start to clatter with fear. Then he writes, Albert L. Ladder. What? So he was a physicist and an expert on nuclear arms. Is that real? Well, Albert L. Ladder was real.
0: Okay. Wire in a... F- okay. Okay.
1: Fight down height. He says missiles from above, question mark. Wire in a fire representing seven games. He writes question marks. Could just, just question marks. <laughs> just I, question marks.
0: So seven games, I kind of... I, I feel like... We talk we talk about like gamesmanship and brinksmanship and like people like like the world playing chess with different countries and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think I think in general, this is kind of a fool's errand of like of of asking for linearity in this. I think that he's probably right that it is like about the bomb getting dropped. But I don't think that every I don't think that there's cause and effect between lines. For every
1: single thing. Yeah. Uh, this one is fun, though. Left of Wesson coming in a hurry. He writes, left of the U.S. is Russia, seen from Palin's house. <laughs> never okay. forget. Shut up. <laughs> Shack, never Shut up. forget.
0: <laughs> also, from the corrections department, Sarah Palin did not ever say that. That was Tina Fey on SNL.
1: Mm, I feel like she said it.
0: She said that Alaska is the closest state to Russia, so Alaska can keep an eye on them, is what she said, which is exceedingly stupid. But it's not, I can see Russia from my house, stupid. <laughs>
1: I miss Tina Fey. Uh, I miss all of those. uh... I miss listening to Jon Stewart make fun of George Bush.
0: Yeah, simpler time. (laughs) Vitriolic, patriotic, slam fight, bright light is pretty, that's pretty there, right? Uh Uh-huh. Dummy with the rapture and the revered in the right right. So yeah, some people think it's like the Jesus is coming. I I am getting on this. I'm getting on this this wavelength for sure.
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> um. All right. Verse two. That was the longest verse. So I'll just do verse <laughs> two. Oh, I will- thanks. <laughs> Six o'clock TV hour. Don't get caught in foreign tower. Okay. So fun fact. Although the lyrics are, don't get caught in foreign tower, many students at BU, Aviv's alma mater, heard this line as, don't get caught in Warren Towers. Warren
0: Towers. <laughs> Fuck! The third largest non-military dorm in the country.
1: Great. A- any fun stories from Warren Towers?
0: Oh, several that I cannot tell on the air. <laughs> um, six o'clock TVR. don't get caught in foreign tower. So are we talking about like radio transmissions right don't get caught in a foreign broadcast signal or don't get caught in on in foreign territory
1: i think either is a i have a strong argument for either one see
0: now this fucking guy now this hymen remover guy has got me thinking
1: (laughs) slash and burn return listen to yourself churn lock him in uniform book burning bloodletting every motive escalate automotive incinerate
0: okay i mean yep i'm, I'm no there explanation needed no yeah we <laughs> <well>, yep <laughs> so so it's it's also it's also like it's it's now it's like it's the fascism that comes after the bombs getting dropped right yes so it's don't get caught in foreign tower lock him in uniform book burning bloodletting every motive escalate
1: Automotive incinerate, light a candle, light a votive, step down, step down, watch your heel crush, crushed, Uh uh-oh, this means no fear, cavalier, renegade, steer clear, a tournament, a tournament, a tournament of lies. Oof. Offer me solutions, offer me alternatives, and I decline.
0: Yeah, so he's above the 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 scapegoating of whatever fascist government is saying, "Oh no, we had to stop the the contra, we had to stop the Iranians, so we funded the con- you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. We sold drugs to stop communism?
1: Communism bad. Drugs America, good, also bad.
0: <laughs> Just say Only when
1: black no? people are doing it. Yeah,
0: right fuck god damn it this is upsetting me
1: sorry it's the end of the world as we know it it's the end of the world as we know it
0: (laughs) i like that you did like a sea shanty (laughs) all right verse three verse three the other night i dreamt of knives continental drift divide mountains sit in a line leonard bernstein honestly if he was talking if if this guy Hyman Remover, his name is not Hyman Rivera. I have to <laughs> stop saying that. But if this guy was like talking about um figures that are that feel American, it's not Lenny Bruce. It's Leonard Bernstein. Right? He's like a very American composer. Um mm-hmm. Leonard Bernstein, Leonid Brezhnev, Lenny Bruce and Lester Bangs. Birthday party, cheesecake, jelly beans, vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> you symbiotic patriotic slam butt neck right right symbiotic patriotic is interesting we need the we need the the enemy to be so patriotic this came out before we didn't start the fire two years before how the fuck does billy joel where does he get off
1: I know. I, I've i been a longtime defender of Billy Joel, but We Didn't Start the Fire is a direct ripoff of this song. It's and just a little bit more coherent, cohesive?
0: Not really, but he also like admits that that song sucks. Like, he doesn't like, like it. But, like, this is, <laughs> it is just so empty compared to this. So, it's yeah. just like a list of things that exist.
1: Yes. So, let's quickly, since you asked, um, you said Leonard. Bernstein is it Stein or Steen I'm gonna say Stein
0: just because of the song but I think it probably is Steen
1: yeah there's a talk I think it was in the talk of the town which was Dorothy Parker penned uh, New Yorker column and she wrote about you know happenings in New York and I remember one that was about a party and Leonard Bernstein was there like drunk yelling it's Steen that
0: rules (laughs) excellent work
1: so, uh yeah, if I can find that article, I'll send it to you. All right, but let's go through the LBs.
0: So, first is Lenny Bruce, but and mm-hmm. he's the only one that gets repeated.
1: Right. So, who is Lenny Bruce?
0: Lenny Bruce was a a comedian mm-hmm. and he was uh known for as as you mentioned briefly, um he was like one of the first like anti comedians he would he would say things that were bombastic and he wouldn't really like tell quote unquote jokes and he was one of the first comedians ever to go up against was it the House on American Activities Committee there was like a, there was like a mm-hmm. indecency thing suit brought against him and he won he, he, his First Amendment right was protected to say, like, really fucked up weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, I, I know of him in, in my daily life because he pioneered the, the game Goyish or Jewish. It's when you name something and you say whether it is Goyish, meaning, meaning not Jewish, or Jewish. <laughs> like the game nice of play. tennis, Goyish. Skiing. Goyish. Donuts. Jewish.
1: Oh this is fun. Um, yeah,
0: Jewish or Goyish is a good is a is a game that we uh that the friend group devolves into playing every so often. And then like and then like the goys get a little too excited about it. We have to like put the brakes on and we're like, "No, no, no, oh. we're done for the night."
1: Oh no, did that yeah. just happen here?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe. <laughs> Your participation was a little too excited. <laughs> um yeah, so Lenny Lenny Bruce is one of the uh, and lenny bruce also gets cited a lot in those like kind of edgy comedian edgy comedian circles of like lenny bruce and george Carlin wouldn't stand for being canceled for making jokes about trans people when in actuality they would be the ones defending trans people but you know we don't like we don't want to talk about that you don't hear that shit (laughs) Did, did i miss anything on lenny bruce
1: no 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 that was great um i think like what You said it was absolutely true. He paved the way for, you know, the comedians like George Carlin, Joan Rivers, Richard Pryor, people who actually talked about real things like politics, religion, race, sex, drugs, when at a time when it was like unseemingly to do it.
0: He seemed a little his if you go back and listen to his his stuff, it seems a little unfocused now compared to people like Pryor and Carlin who like really honed in like the thing that they were trying to say. He was just fucking angry. And saying it because people told him he couldn't say it.
1: Yeah. This is from entertainment website Collider. The Ballad of Lenny Bruce is one of a subversive or sick comic, a drug addict who pushed established social mores, the First Amendment, and obscenity laws until he spent more time in a jail cell than on a club stage. Bruce paved the way for modern comics and storytellers like monologists, playwrights. Eric Bogosian, who hero-worshipped him. Bagosian even added the moniker of Saint to Bruce's spiritual monogram. But those who knew Lenny, like friend and comic contemporary Shelley Berman, said Lenny would consider the idea that he was heroic as hypocrisy. Yep. Great.
0: And, okay. and we can and we can if we care or if I don't know if I think we're probably preaching the choir at this point, but like we can go into a dismantling of the idea that people like Lenny, the free speech advocates of the sixties and seventies in standup would be the ones that are like sure make as many jokes about gays as you want um when their whole thing was like sticking their middle finger up at authority and and the people that were like telling them that they couldn't do it and that presupposes that the trans community is powerful enough to like take your rights as, as a comedian away which is like clearly not the case so everyone should shut the fuck up forever about it thank you very much
1: thank you goodbye Lester Bangs.
0: Oh, I'll let you do Lester Bangs. He's your guy.
1: I mean, is he my guy? But okay. Lester Bangs as Immortalized Forever and Almost Famous. Leslie Conway, a.k.a. Lester Bangs.
0: <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Leslie.
1: American music journalist, critic, author, and musician. He wrote for Cream and Rolling Stone. Uh, and he was largely influential and. In- rock music criticism did you know that he died when he was only 33
0: i didn't know that i knew that he died young i didn't know that he was 33 as opposed to at any other particular age um yeah he was immortalized by philip seymour hoffman and almost famous and yeah revolutionized rock journalism at the very least by inspiring cameron crowe to get into rock journalism who was also very influential
1: so this is from the new yorker this is great Lester Banks was a wreck of a man right up until his death in April of 1982 at the age of 33. He was fat, sweaty, unkempt, an out-of-control alcoholic in torn jeans and a too-small black leather jacket. Cracked to the gills on the Romiller cough syrup he swigged down by the bottle. He also had the most advanced and exquisite taste of any American writer of his generation, uneven and erratic as it was.
0: That also means that if if he died in 1982 at the age of 33, he was 24 when he meets th- young William Miller. In
1: I know, and, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's like 40.
0: Yeah, it's like he, right? he is, And granted, <laughs> he was a mess. He was <laughs> fucked, but like woofed for 24. <laughs> And then Leonid, I don't, I don't, I'm actually not good at Leonid Brezhnev, or Leonard Bernstein is a composer, um, and he did the words to West Side Story,
1: I think? He composed the score.
0: He composed the score, yeah. and Sondheim did the words. Yeah. I, I flipped them. Um, yeah, I, I, I know Leonid Brezhnev was like a, a, a mover and shaker in the late Soviet Union, but I don't know a ton more about him than
1: that. He was the secretary of the Soviet Communist Party. He was elected president of the Supreme Soviet in 1977. A year before that, he had become the first party leader since Joseph Stalin to hold the title of Marshal of the Soviet Union, which is the USSR's highest military rank, or was.
0: Okay, so he was a true believer.
1: Oh yeah, and in seventy seven, then he assumed the presidency of USSR, and uh, he was the most powerful leader since Stalin. The last five years of his rule were marked by the invasion of, and occupation of Afghanistan, Great. and the return of Cold War tensions
0: and uh, the plot of Rambo two, Rambo First Blood Part two.
1: <laughs> is that true?
0: Yeah, they go or that's that's Rambo three is where they go to Afghanistan to arm the um, Al Qaeda against um against the soviets. We uh we did it to ourselves, guys.
1: Who <laughs> oh, kidding? Um yep, all right. So we kind of already did Leonard Bernstein, so great.
0: Um yeah, and he did like ton- tons and tons and tons of shows.
1: So, um this is from Shane from Austin, Texas who made this comment on songfacts.com. Mhm. I have a hard time believing that it's just coincidence that the first atom bomb dropped in Hiroshima was little boy lb oh that marked one of the most significant end of the world as we know it moments in history
0: i thought the first one was fat man
1: (laughs) well why don't you fact check shane
0: so the u.s detonated two atomic bombs they were famously named fat man and little boy and i don't i feel like you dropped fat man first right (laughs)
1: I don't know why that's so hilarious to me right now. (laughs) I thought the first one was Fat Man.
0: No, you're right. Little Boy was the first one on Hiroshima, (laughs) and Nagasaki was Fat Man. There you go. Oh, good job, Shane from Austin, Texas.
1: Shane, really using your noggin.
0: I don't know about that. Little Boy Bomb.
1: (laughs) So we had Buck saying that the cake and jelly beans came from that party. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but YouTuber Polyphonic has another more harrowing take on where the Jelly Beans reference might have come from.
0: You know who loved Jelly Beans? Yes. Ronald fucking Reagan.
1: Correct. (laughs) Here, if you want, we Ah! (laughs) can. References to Reagan in particular are abound throughout the song. Reagan once famously called himself a former bleeding-heart liberal. He loved jelly beans, and he used religious rhetoric in a lot of his speeches. At the end of the first verse, we get a direct look at how Stipe feels about his government. In the second verse, we get some images that are critical of the other side of the Cold War, the Soviet Union. Uniforms and book burning are symbols of authoritarian regimes the end of that I bet, verse I mentions disagree. A
0: tournament of lies an
1: apt description of cold war politics driven by manipulation of the public on
0: both sides in the us at the Polyphonic. end of that verse Stipe delivers one of the most <laughs> telling lines of the song yeah i disagree i think you know it's not like russia is the only country to ever be super guilty of book burning uh, correct um but holy shit okay so Six o'clock, no, where are we? The other night I dreamt of knives. Continental drift divide. Mountains sit in a line. So that's bombs, right? The mountains are the mushroom clouds in a line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Leonard Bernstein, Leonid Brezhnev, Lenny Bruce, Lester Bangs. He's talking about the bombs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Holy shit. Birthday party (laughs) cheesecake jelly beans vermouth. Vermouth! I need to sit down. <laughs> and you like, oh, down.
1: Don't you like, like this, this episode?
0: <laughs> you were like, oh, this episode isn't that mind blowing. Fuck you. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Fuck you, Lindsay.
1: <laughs> Look, I like to underpromise and overdeliver.
0: <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Fuck god damn it. So so let's go back to the first Lenny Bruce reference. Now I gotta like uncover all this shit. An aeroplane. So it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes. It's not and aeroplanes. It's an aeroplane. An aeroplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. So that's the first bomb that gets dropped. Yeah, I have a hurricane. Okay. Listen to yourself. Turn fucking god fucking fuck. God damn it. <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is totally made up by me. This is a, like a rando theory that I have. So the sure. chorus overlaps with it's the end of the world, we know it. And yeah, they
0: do this like breakdown where, they, where they're on top of each other.
1: Yeah, and he's saying, it's time I had some time alone. Yes. So that reminded me of this Twilight Zone episode where this man was always wanting this alone time so he could read.
0: It's not just this man, that's Burgess Meredith. That's okay, well, Mi- I saw it when
1: I was a little kid.
0: <laughs> That's Mickey in the Rocky movies and the Penguin from the Batman series. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're familiar
0: with this? I am. Yes.
1: <laughs> so then there's that like apocalyptic event, and he's allegedly the last guy on Earth. And then he finds this old library, and he's all excited in the rubble, and he's like, "Books! I have time. I love
0: my books. <laughs> time enough at last is the is the uh, episode that you're referring to."
1: And then what happens?
0: He breaks his glasses and now he can't see to read.
1: Yeah. So that just reminded me of that.
0: Yeah. Also, I think that there's like an interesting, like the, that the fact that the chorus is overlapping reminds me of like, you know, that it's like, he's not alone, that everyone is, is doing these, uh, doing these calls of it's the end of the world as we know it, that everyone's in the same position. Also, it's important to to note that, in this episode of The Twilight Zone, Time Enough at Last, the reason that he's the last man on Earth is because of nuclear war. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: the best thing, the very best thing of all, is there's time now? There's all the time I need and all the time I want. Time, time, time. Ah, there's time enough at last. That the the nuclear clock?
0: It might be, but it, if it were, it would be set at midnight, right?
1: Oh yeah, I didn't notice what time it was. It was it was like.
0: Something. But yeah, at, earlier in the episode he holds up a newspaper that says like H-Bomb dropped or something. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. This is of, of like the <laughs> top <fair>. five. <laughs> this is in the top three of most famous not Twilight fair. episodes. Oh, it is. Yeah. The best laid plans of mice and men. And Henry Bemis. The small man in the glasses who wanted nothing but time. Henry Bemis, now just a part of a smashed landscape. Just a piece of the rubble.
1: Just a fragment of what man has deeded to himself.
0: Mr. Henry Bemis in the Twilight Zone.
1: One commenter on Song Facts claimed that Stipe wrote the lyrics to make people smile, that the words he used tend to make your mouth smile when you speak them.
0: What? Birthday, symbiotic, patriotic slam, butt, neck, right? Klein. Yeah, there's a lot of like I sounds, which kind of makes your, your, you smile, but it's more E. E is the smile. Cheez, that's why you say cheese, right? Cheese. So yeah. that's, I don't know. Okay. Jelly Good, beans. Jelly beans. But then he'd say Leonard Bernstein, Lester Beings. But there's something
1: like eerily creepy about like a forced smile and like chanting in unison.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy this, this thing. But yeah, it's uh, no, I'm, I'm out, I'm out on that.
1: I'm out on that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, well, we're 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 wrapping it up here, folks.
0: Oh my God, Leonard Bernstein.
1: Uh, in the wake of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, Clear Channel asked their affiliates not to play the song.
0: Shut the fuck up. (laughs)
1: Shut up. (laughs) Um, And then in March 2020, what happened in March 2020?
0: (laughs) Uh, So in March 2020, this... Uh, a manufactured virus from a lab in Wuhan. No. Um, In in March 2020, a pandemic happened that we're all still in. And uh, it was, in fact, the end of the world as we knew it.
1: So the week ending in March 12th, on-demand U.S. streams increased from the previous week by 48% to 746,000, according to Nielsen Music Data. And then it also went to 72 on the iTunes chart. So, like seventy two isn't like number one, but considering but it's it, it re- re- reappeared an old... <laughs>
0: for the first time in thirty years.
1: <laughs> um, well, no, because it saw a similar spike in December twenty twelve, which is when because being... of the Mayan
0: calendar thing. Yeah, that's fun, and and probably on nine eleven. <laughs> yep. Uh. So,
1: what are we going out on this week, friends?
0: So this is. Uh, oh, this is a this Spanish. Is a t- this is an
1: Italian version. singer.
0: An Italian singer singing an Italian version of It's the End of the World as We Know It.
1: Yes, he he wrote this in 1994. He kept the music but he changed he wrote his entirely new Italian lyrics. The song is called Ora alla fine del mondo, at what time will the end of the world be?
0: <laughs> and i feel fine and w- it's very cool that 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 he did his can we can we do a translation of the lyrics real quick
1: sure y- you you need to spearhead that one yeah <laughs> it's you.
0: okay what time sorry but what time is it that i can't miss the last show the end of the world in mondo vision directed by san Pietro for the occasion the stock market goes up the browns don't fairy beats the record for an own goal The list of The Last Judgment will be broadcast on the news, a unified networks, and then on page 666. But first on Channel 9, there will be the third festival of pain. With the end of human cases, less human than ever, the whoremongers give it to us. That over there, nothing fat, nothing. But you spin lighter, burning up your supply of condoms. (laughs) Holy shit! this guy rules (laughs) um Fiorello love is beautiful if you are there what time is the end of the world right left up down center end of the world with spinning balls what network is it what time is the end of the world that who is outside is outside and who is inside is inside and outside TV you are nothing last appeal for the shitters finish the goods that didn't work that don't work there another round another gift no candy for the ass lickers. okay the group is right what time is the end of the world this song fucking rules <laughs> maybe there will be something missing house church canvases what serial killers political serials live deaths the blessed clinical cases your cocks are on the air okay what time is the end of the world? What network is it on? <laughs> this might be my favorite song ever. Holy shit. Where can people find us on the internet? Lindsay,
1: find us on the internet at lyrics for lunch on Instagram and Twitter and at lyricsforlunch.com. for
0: and, 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 and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm reeling from this episode Um, and uh, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts tell your friends and your enemies it's the easiest way for people to find us Um, and tune in next week when we do this all over again with a we're finally going to get to an episode that I have been aching to cover for since we started the show we're going to do the complete story of ABBA ABBA! so until next time I'm Aviv Rubenstein.
1: I'm Lindsay Tucker. Saying... We feel fine!
0: We feel fine. (laughs) Your your cocks are on TV! Okay. okay. し今真剣